Today's episode is presented by Veyer. Veyer was founded with the goal of building an affordable everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. It returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. It is a true American wristwatch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. Veyer is offering our listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. Go to VeyerWatches.com. Veyer is V-A-E-R Watches.com to learn more and get your new timepiece today. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? It's your turn. Who are we talking to? How would you like to never pay rent again? Where'd you get the money to buy yourself a house? Move to the north side. It's nice. If history is any indication, you won't last very long. What you told me happened to my husband. Something doesn't feel right. Here we go. You're listening to the Q&E podcast. Here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E podcast. Today, we are talking about Lovecraft, our episode three review. If you haven't already, check out our episode one and two reviews so you can catch up to the show and be just as excited as us. Yes. Episode three is titled Holy Ghosting. There was a whole lot of ghosts involved with it, bro. So we definitely going to get y'all updated on that. But, Edgar, before we get into the actual plot, what were your predictions coming into this episode, bro? Uh, based off of the trailer, I feel like my predictions was it was going to be kind of like a paranormal activity, but with black people. Like, I really yeah. thought that was going to be – I was like, oh, Lord, they done bust the Ouija board. I, I was like, we don't even play with that type of stuff. So we I was don't. Like, it's going to be all over. I just knew it was going to be all over. Because, bro, it's funny because I seen something on Twitter yesterday. Somebody was like, "Do y'all did y'all ever play with Ouija boards? And they was like, nah, we black. But then I was like, damn, is that something that they used to do back in the day? And we just didn't know? Uh, they, oh, they never uh, did it? I don't, oh. I don't even think we did it back in the day. That's something that we just don't do. Like, it's a certain mm. stuff that certain races just don't do. Like, <laughs> That's crazy, bro. And it's the reason why we don't do it, getting this episode, bro. We understand it now, bro. And yeah, I, I agree, Edward, bro. We talked, we touched on it a little in the last episode review. Like we seen the ghosts, we seen the paranormal activity type, uh, type of things going on, man. And I was definitely excited coming into this episode. So we start off. So obviously, I know last episode, Uncle George. That was the last scene from last episode. Mm-hmm. Uncle George died. died. It was emotional. Now we start off this episode with Uncle George's. I think it's Uncle George's funeral. And this is the first question. Question I got for you, just straight off the bat. Cause I think that was Uncle George's funeral. At yeah, the- I think it was too. I think it was. But I didn't see a casket, bro. Yeah. I didn't see, and this is why I told you. Yeah. Go into it. Go into it. No, I was just gonna say I feel like there wasn't a casket because later on in the episode, like they went into detail about the story that they told on where he died, how he died, and all that. But you go ahead. Whoa! Hold on. Okay, we're gonna we gonna get into it because. <laughs> I don't think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we're going we to say that. We're going to say that, though. We're going to say that, though. But uh, let me see. But then after that, we get a picture. We get a title screen that was basically saying that 
1955, a group of Negro men and women moved into a house on the north side of Chicago. Ten days later, three people went missing inside the house, never to be seen again. Pioneering is dangerous. So that was the title screen right after the funeral. So it basically gave you an outlook of what you were going to see throughout the episode, bro. And I get where they kind of got that from. They kind of got that from, like, The Conjuring. Because th those are the vibes mm. I got from this episode, The Conjuring. And mm. if you ever notice with The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, they do that at the beginning of the movie. Like, they'll put it, like, it'll be an opening scene, and then it'll go to black, and then you'll just see, like, scary-ass facts going across the screen. And then it fades yeah. away, and then you go into the movie, or in this case, the TV show. So. Yeah, I never watched any of them movies, bro. I ain't watched The Conjuring. I really don't like scary movies, to be honest with you. I like scary shows more than I like scary movies. But, yeah. So, I, I never do that fact. I never do that. So, like, I, so we pick up back, and we are with uh, Hippolyta at this point. So, obviously, three weeks after Uncle George's funeral, Tick is staying with Hippolyta them. And Hippolyta loves she getting aggravated. Because you remember the scene, bro, like, Atticus was just cooking in the kitchen. And she just looked hella aggravated with this nigga, bro. I didn't know what was up with her, bro. So what was the vibe you got from her? How did you feel how the how did you feel about the family recovering from Uncle George's death? I mean, I was kind of bugged out by the fact that she was just so aggravated all the time too, but at the same time I kind of understood cuz it's like her husband died, she wasn't with him, and all she has to go off of is whatever they tell her. And she didn't feel like none of the dots were lining up correctly, so she's like Something ain't right. It's like y'all telling me this is what happened to him, this is how he died or whatever, but like it's I just feel like y'all leaving something out. And I'm like, I can't fault her for thinking like that. That's your husband. Cause she, Cause she know her husband, bro. She know her husband won't put herself in the way of a sheriff like that. I think she knows that because he's been out on uh Negro guide trips before and he's never been shot and he's never gotten in no trouble. Or he probably got in trouble, but he never has gotten to the point of getting shot. Right. So always come back. So now the time that you go out with him, he doesn't come back? Something fishy going on, bro. And Montrose comes back and my husband doesn't? It's like something, yeah, like you said, uh, something just not adding up, bro. Something wasn't adding up. But D was happy to have Tick around, though. She was the only one happy. But the one scene that caught me, bro, was the, the coffee scene. The, I think she had, she was about to pour two, two uh, cups of coffee. And when she, when she was about to pour, she realized that Uncle George obviously is dead, so she can't pour two cups. But So she flipped the cup down. That's something that Uncle George always did. And she, I think another reason she was getting aggravated with Tick, bro, is that Tick reminded her of Uncle George so much. And Letty said this later on in the episode. He reminded her of uh, Uncle George so much. And then I thought about it. I was like, I think they're trying to play on the fact of what we got from last episode of he might be Uncle George's son. Like, they still yeah. that fact. And I think, I think Hippolyta might know something about that, too. She ain't let, she ain't, she don't want to let. I feel like she do. I feel like she know it's a strong possibility. Like, mm -hmm. because if you having an affair with another woman and it's, it's like you're keeping it all in the family, it's like y'all all know each other. Like, it's Montrose and his wife and Uncle George and his wife. It's like, it's in the family. So yeah. it ain't like you having an affair with a complete stranger. You having an affair with somebody that we all, we see her face, we know who it is. So I feel like she probably does know. But I don't think she was with Uncle George when that was going on, though. When she was having that affair with Montrose's wife, because I'm just going by Dee's age. Dee looked like 13 years old, and Atticus is obviously, I want to say, late 20s. 
So mm-hmm. messing with old girl back in like 15, 16 years ago before even D came along, I don't even think Hippolyta was even around when that affair was going on. But they could have been, she could have been, they could have been married that long and just ain't have D until later. So could be, could be. So that's something we just do not know yet. But then uh, what goes on? Then we get to Letty. We finally get to Letty. So she she's walking to a house. She telling her sister, I got a surprise for you. She telling her, I hit the lottery. I'm about to pioneer a house. I'm big time now. I'm about to move everybody here now from black into a north side neighborhood of Chicago where it's predominantly white. It's actually everybody's white. <laughs> Not even predominantly. They were like the only house that was black in that neighborhood, bro. Right. I already know how white folks get, bro, when when they surround, when they at least get any blacks in their neighborhood, bro. They real territorial, bro. But she says she wants to pioneer. She wants her sister to go along with her. Her sister obviously has questions, a lot of questions about it. But Letty really did. Letty, Letty's so slick like that, bro. She really did. Charms her way through life. Question, but she don't answer it all the way to fully answer the question. Exactly, bro. She really charms her way through it, bro. So it's just like, yeah, all right. She really didn't explain it all the way, but it was cool. And so her, Ruby, Ruby is the name of the sister. So Ruby was like, yeah, I'll do it with you after talking to her for a little minute. She's like, yeah, I'll partner with you. We'll move everybody here from the south side. She often had questions about the neighborhood, but they still moved on. Then we get the scene with Uncle, not Uncle George, but Montrose and Tick. And Tick is really going through it because he's obviously feeling like his uh, his welcome is worn out in Hippolyta them house. So he's trying to move in with Montrose. And Montrose is like, yeah, you can move in. But Tick wants to tell the truth to Hippolyta at the same time. And that's really what was bugging him. Because he obviously feels that Hippolyta wants to know the truth, but Montrose really doesn't want to give it up, bro. And why why do you feel like Montrose doesn't want to tell Hippolyta the complete truth of what happened that night? I ain't never think about that. Why does he not really want to tell Because, I mean, if you uh Because what could because what could be her worst reaction, bro? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I ain't never think about that question. That's a good question. Like, because I don't know either. Like, I don't know why he really don't want to tell her. Maybe because, maybe he doesn't really want to tell her the truth about how he died because of the fact that, like, I don't know, maybe just the long family history of the Braithwites and all that. He would probably have to go into depth of explaining all that. The magical mm-hmm. powers, like the monsters. He would probably have to explain all of that. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like that would probably just be a lot for her to take in. And it'll probably be to the point where it's so true, she just don't want to believe it because she mm. ain't experienced it like they did. So she'll probably just think, so y'all just going to keep lying to me and not tell me what really happened. So I, I feel like that's a big reason why he ain't tell her. So. Yeah. But another foreshadowing point, bro, in the, in the, and it's a couple of books that keep popping up throughout this, uh, throughout this series. It's the Dracula book, bro, and the Mount, the Mount of Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo, I'm sorry. Yeah. But in the Count of Monte Cristo, it's about um, somebody you know, who's uh, escaping captivity. That's what it's about. And obviously, we see in episode two that Montrose was escaping captivity. And I think it's obviously going to do some foreshadowing because I don't think George is totally dead yet. And that's the Dracula thing comes up at the same time, because if you know Dracula in that story, he was living while dead at the same time. Yeah. And I think he was playing with uh, Hippolyta throughout this episode as well. So I really do not think George is dead, bro. The reason, I, now that's the reason I don't think we seen a casket in the beginning, bro. I'm telling you, 
That's a three. I feel like we didn't see a casket in the beginning, like I said, like because now that we done got to the point where Tick is trying to stay with Montrose, Mont when Tick was trying to tell him, look, we need to tell Auntie the truth, like, and he's like, no, like we told her what happened. We got into it with a sheriff. Sheriff shot him or whatever. We we handled the sheriff and got rid of him and all that type of stuff. Uncle George bled out. We we buried him where we buried him and all that. And it is what it is. That's what happened. That's basically how Montrose explained it. So I feel like the fact that they had him buried wherever the incident where they lied about happened, I feel like that's why we didn't see a casket. In Did the they end. say that, though? I thought Hippolyta said she seen him. No, did she? I don't think she did. She didn't see him? Did, I just don't remember. I could have sworn she said she seen it. I thought she said she seen No, she did see him, bro, because uh, it, they were talking in the beginning of the episode. The tick was like, yeah, you seen the gunshot wound. You feel oh, me? Oh, yeah. Gunshot okay. wound. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, you see he got shot. And she was, But she still felt like, nah, y'all still not telling me the whole story type shit. So Damn, I was so why wasn't there a casket in the beginning? That's okay, what I'm telling you, bro. Like, the body is there. The, the body is in the scene. Because <laughs> why wasn't there a casket? <laughs> no, That's what I keep telling you, bro. I'm like, bro, he cannot be dead. They keep trying to play with that fact. They want you to think, like, nah, he, he's not dead, bro. Because there's definitely a body, though. There's definitely a body. Okay, bro. So I already talked about the Count of Monte Cristo. But I, I'll, I'll just say it for later. I'll say it for later. Uh, so Letty moves into the house. Everybody moving into the house. Like I said, she's trying to pioneer. All the black people are moving to her house on the north side of Chicago. Tick said he was about to leave to go to Florida because he just felt like he wasn't fit to be in Chicago anymore. So he goes to tell Letty goodbye. And what, what happened in this? Is that when uh, he was about to leave and that's when the white people started harassing him and had the horns going on outside? Like they lined three or four cars up in front of the house and they, they roped bricks on top of the horns on each of the cars. And for like four to five days straight, I think they let their horns just ring in front of the house the whole time. It could have been longer than that, bro. They was literally going to sleep with that shit on. Well, it was, it was the span of 10 days because the episode Oh, was you're right. You're days. right. You're right. It had to be only like four or five days. So You're right. You're right. Man, that... Yeah. And I feel like That's what they did was like it was a different car each time. It's like they they tied a brick on the first car and then that horn went out and then they tied a brick on the next car. That horn went out. Like white people back then, like they didn't care. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, we must, hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll mess our cars up, but we'll we'll pay to get it fixed." We we just want to. Yeah. I was like, bro, you like, say you. <laughs> And you see, they put the sign up, bro. Like, this is a white community. Y'all niggas, uh, what they say, undesirables need to get out of here. Like, bro, they really don't want y'all niggas there. But what's the name was trying to stay 10 toes? She was like, nah, like, this, I paid for this house. I belong here. Even though she didn't know the history of the house. She still and it was, uh, Tick stood outside most of the time in his uniform, too, just to, like, show, like, hey, there is, like, an army vet here and stuff like that. So, yeah, I feel like that was smarter, Tick. So that way, because even though he black, He's a part of the military at the same time. So it's like, if y'all do anything to him, you're going to face punishment, whether you're doing it just because he's black or not. So I feel yeah, like that yeah. was smarter to do that. So that was the reason Tick stayed, like Edgar just said, was to protect house, protect everybody in the house from the white folks. So he was about to go to Florida, and then he ended up staying. And it's funny because they brought up a, a, a historical fact inside of that scene, bro. It was about Trumbull Park. Remember, uh, they brought up that scene. And I researched Trumbull Park, and it is a real historical event. It is when a black family moved into an all-white housing project 
and their house was stoned and the police did nothing. So the yep. same thing that they were going through, uh, Letty and them was going through, it happened before in 1955 in Trumbo Park. So this was like real historical effects. And that's how they like to play with facts like that in this show. Um, moving on, we get the Letty start to find the boiler room. She goes down, the white folks don't mess with the boiler room. It's hot as hell in the house. She know they mess with it. Cause you see the little- uh, the, the handle was broke off. Yeah. It was bro the switch was broke off. So she go into the boiler room, bro. And it's hot as hell. I don't know if they did that though. Oh, it might have been the oh you right. I don't know. I don't know if the oh. it might have been one of them ghost things. You yeah. right, bro. I was just assuming it was the white folks, but you right. Uh it was one of them ghosts. I ain't feel like they snuck into that because they was all in the house. I feel I don't feel like they would have broke in the house and not woke anybody up just to mess with them and turn their boiler thing off. I don't feel like they would have been that petty. I feel like if they sneaking in the house, they're trying to physically harm somebody. No, bro, but do you remember when uh, Letty was riding in the car with the cop? I feel like she referenced, or the cop referenced that when he was talking to Letty that he was like, yeah, it's real. it was real hot in that room or something he said regarding it being hot in the house. So I was like, damn, did the cops do something to that? To the, to the boiler room? But now that I think about it, it could have been the, the the ghost. I feel like it was a ghost. I feel it like it was a ghost. It, it could have been, bro. It, it could have been. Speaking of the ghost, let me highlight this real quick. The horror of this episode was top tier. I will admit that. Like, it, it takes a lot to scare me, so I ain't going to sit here and say I was scared. But the suspense was there. Like, exactly. the suspense was there. The CGI and the graphics were good. Like, the, the scene when, uh, like how we were talking about when the um, when the white neighbors, like, they left their cars with the horns on outside. Like, when Letty woke up the next morning, like, she only woke up. The horn didn't even wake up. She only woke up because, like, some disconsevered hand. Oh, you right. Yep. And it was, like, a real this ghost looked like she was like a zombie. She like she was from Insidious. Like, she was mm -hmm. just standing there looking at her the whole time. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, like, silent bro. horror is some of the best horror. Like when there's just no sound and you just looking at a creepy, creepy shit or whatever. That's yeah. the best. And when they first moved into the house too, bro, when the elevator almost fell on her head. Yeah. That was that was another one. It, it was real quiet. She was trying to get the elevator to open. All she did was look up the elevator. Shit. Man, her fucking head was two inches from being off her head, bro. Two inches, bro. Yeah, so that shit was crazy. But uh, back to the boiler room. That's when she found out about the ghost because it was like a, it was like a trap door looking type thing. It was like a floorboard that led down to the further down into the basement. Yeah. So she's like, it's like popping up. So obviously, like something was trying to get out of the the floorboard. So she's looking like, what the hell is going on? So she run and get tick tick go down there to check it out, and obviously he sees nothing down there. But uh, we seen in the future minutes or in the coming minutes that uh, a scientist used to live in that house and he used to experiment on black folks and like basically do like some lobotomy type shit. He used to take off niggas heads, put it on somebody else's body, like shit like that. Like that's the experiments he was doing. Mm -hmm. And in the coming minutes that the, the police had a lot to do with the experiments as well with what was going down on in the, uh, under that floorboard. And you know what that scene reminded me of? A movie that it reminded me of, bro? I don't know if you've seen the movie. You probably did. Uh, People Under the Stairs. Bro, you remember that movie? Nah, i never seen that. It was like three black folks was like, they moved into a house, and it was like hella white folks like living under the stairs, bro. So like, oh, never heard of that. captured in the house. 
I gotta see that. I never heard of that. <laughs> Bro, it's it's a Wes Craven film. Wes Craven is the same dude that made the uh Wes Craven, uh nigga with the face. Freddie. He's the same dude that made the Freddie movie. Oh, okay. He made people under the stairs. And they were and the black folks were basically trying to hide inside of the house so they can white folks was living in the house, my fault. White folks were living in the house. And the black folks snuck in there to see what was going on. And they ended up getting stuck because the white folks obviously were gonna kill them if they found them. So the black folks were trying to hide, they hide around, and they ended up finding that was people under the stairs that was capturing all the black folks, eating their ass, shit like that. So whoever was in that- oh, I gotta see that, I gotta see that movie. <laughs> it's an old movie too, bro. It used to be on BET though. That's what I'm like, damn, you might've seen it. I gotta see that, I gotta see yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, def it's definitely a good one, bro, it's definitely good. But that's what that scene reminded me of, bro. When they, they was trying to hit the floorboard, they was trying to get out. Cause that's the same type of shit the people under the stairs movies was on too, bro. Uh, so now we get the housewarming party, bro. So what's the housewarming party? So everybody, all the black people come over, all the black people come over to uh, enjoy everybody in the house, things like that. So everybody just having a good time. And one thing that stuck out to me when when it came to the house party was what we already talked about when uh, Letty and uh, Hippolyta had that conversation about. Um, about George. He was like, does he remind you of George type shit? That was the scene that stuck out to me. And also, the scene that stuck out to me, bro, was the Ouija board scene. So you can go down a little bit. How did you feel about that scene and how it was implemented in the show? That scene, let me, I don't even, you didn't say it before we started the pod, so let me see if you caught this. Emmett Till. Yes, bro, bro I literally wrote it down. I wrote it, I wrote it bro, down, bro. I didn't even peep that until like, after like, I rewatched it. I had rewatched episode three, and I was like, Emmett. And I was like, this is 1950s. I was like, hold on real quick. His name Emmett. And then I seen like, I seen conspiracy tweets on, um, not That's what I seen too. But I seen like, uh, egg, uh, Easter egg tweets on, yep. on Twitter during the show. And it was like, I know they ain't put Emmett Till in here. I was like, yeah. Yeah, bro. Cause this boy said, well, I have a good trip. Um, he said, well, I have a good trip when I go out of town or something like that. And the thing said, no. And I'm like, whoa, that's hella foreshadowing because that was literally the time when they left Chicago and they went on their family trip to where they went. And then everybody know the story of Emmett Till and how yeah. he got killed for whistling at a white woman. So mm -hmm. that, that was crazy to me. That was hella foreshadowing. And he had the same outfit on that Emmett Till He did have a little bow tie and all. Like, damn, yeah. it was crazy, bro. And I didn't even peep. They said his name. Like I said, I did the same thing. I rewatched it too. Because when I first watched it, I didn't even remember them saying the word Emmett. Then I had like an explain video and it was like, yeah, they said the word Emmett. So I was like, Emmett Till? <laughs> like, oh, they play with Emmett Till like that, bro. That's I'm going to pay attention to names way more now. Whenever exactly. they say name, I'm going to pay too. attention. <laughs> yeah, bro. That, that shit was real crazy, real crazy, bro. And um, also, another thing that happened during that Ouija board event was Diane. So the, everybody was obviously had their hands on the Ouija board. Y'all know how Ouija board go. And it was like, what did Diane say? Did they say anything? Uh, I think they asked, who are we talking to? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, they said, who are we talking to? And then it spelled out George. So, mm -hmm. so Diane thinking the others was fucking with her. They was like, right, what y'all talking about George? Obviously her, her dad name was George. And then it spelled out, George is dead. It's like, whoa, so Diane, Diane got up. She obviously had it. She, she the room. Like, and they're like, no, we're not doing that. Like, it's not Exactly. That. 
And this is when I started to think, bro, I was like, is George in the house? Because in the future scene, bro, so obviously that happens, and Hippolyta starts to look for D. Hippolyta starts looking for D around the house. She looks upstairs, and you see like a little staircase. And then you remember Hippolyta walked into a room, bro. Yeah. Hippolyta walked into a room. And in the room, it was like a solar system. It wasn't, it wasn't like our solar system with eight planets. It had like 10 planets on it. And you remember in um, Uncle George's house, he had a telescope in the room, right? right. In that room was a telescope inside of Letty's house. So I'm like, is Uncle George in that room, bro? Might be. I mean, it was a lot of spirits in that house in general. So I wouldn't have been surprised if he actually was in the house. It was so many spirits in the house, especially like the end of the episode when 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 you see what's at the bottom of the house the whole time. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. So, so I'm like, damn it, George in the house. And you see that the door closes, so they really don't go into what they want you to think what happened throughout that time. But I think that Uncle George played Hippolyta a visit type shit. You know what I'm saying? And because look, and I want to say after that, we got the scene with Montrose and Hippolyta. And she was like, I feel like y'all still not telling me the truth about what happened to my husband. And she had brought a new Dracula book. You remember she bought a new Dracula book because before she ripped it out. She ripped out some pages. So all she the hits were crazy. Like she was just staring off into space and was just like just ripping pages. I'm like, she's not even thoughtfully ripping certain pages. She's just ripping pages out and looking possessed while she do it. So exactly. That, that was Whoa. crazy. You said looking possessed. She was looking possessed, like she was looking she all. She was. Possessed. She was though. Possessed. I'm like, what is you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I ain't know. Whoa, if that was- whoa! <laughs> Could Uncle George be possessing Hippolyta? I don't know. I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't gonna go that far. I don't even know <laughs> if dude's still spiritually alive. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because I'm thinking about it. That's probably why he was annoyed when he seen the cup up. Cause he obviously knows that he flips the cup down, so that could have been Uncle George of Hippolyta. <laughs> Uncle George, bro, you might have you might have just hit something right there. You I did a little accident, <laughs> bro. I didn't even think of that. Uncle George could be possessing her, bro. Whoa, why was he ripping the pages out there? See, this is why I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any information on why she's ripping the pages out. I gotta rewatch it again. I gotta watch it. Oh my god, bro. You might have just hit something right there, my boy. You that was on accident, but I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> See that anyway. You might have just started some new shit right there. <laughs> okay. Damn. And like I said, we get to the scene with Montrose and Hippolyta. She buys the new Dracula book and she's still asking questions. What happened to my well, what happened to my husband? I know I feel like y'all not telling me the complete truth. And she was like, man, yeah, you, you. And I think that was the scene she was, uh, Montrose was like, you seen the bullet wound, you seen he got shot type shit. That's, that was the scene where uh, he told her that. And she was like, nah, something still don't look right. And she was still looking like off in space. She was like, she was still looking like kind of like out of it. Like she still didn't want to hear none of that bullshit. And going back to your theory, bro, that's, that's probably why Hippolyta was so annoyed with Tick because if if Uncle George was possessing Hippolyta, that means he was annoyed because they weren't telling her the truth. That could be the reason why she was so annoyed this whole episode. <laughs> that real 
there could be the reason. Nail on the head. That's crazy. Bro. We're going with that theory. We're sticking We're with that. We're definitely going with that theory. Oh my <laughs> God, bro. I've never I've never done this before with a show. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. We made a whole theory. I love it. <laughs> We gotta put. We gotta tweet this. We, we yeah, gotta. that that's facts, bro. That's facts. Damn, that's crazy. Okay, bro. So so back back, back to the housewarming party, bro. So so Letty Letty downstairs. She having a good time. She dancing with a dude, and uh, what's name getting jealous? Tick getting jealous. He see her dancing with other dudes. You know what I'm saying? And the funniest part about this scene was when a dude had walked up to Tick, and it was the dude from the first episode. You remember when Tick walked into the bar? And it was a dude that was talking to Tick before he had walked to the back to talk to the owner. Oh, yeah, 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 because he was trying to find Montrose. Yeah. He was trying to find Montrose. When he walked into the bar, he talked to a dude at first, and he looked annoyed with the dude. He knew him from somewhere. Yeah. He really liked the dude, so he, he ended up walking to the back. That was the same dude from the house home apartment. And oh, okay. To I ain't even repeat that. I ain't even repeat yeah. that. Yeah. So he was talking to him, bro, and he was just like, yeah, me and me and, uh, me and Letty, we used to, what did he say? Me and her used to tussle back in the day or some shit he had said. Yeah. And we find out. Let me let me keep explaining what happened in that uh in that scene though. So she dancing, what's the name get je- tick get jealous. So obviously she go upstairs to freshen up a little bit. But, tick go up. but before that happened though, um earlier in the episode when she was trying to like when Tick first got to the house when they was fixing the house up, she tried to hold Tick's hand and like comfort him. And Tick pulled away, like he didn't really want to. He didn't really want to talk to her like that. It was like, nah, I'm trying to leave. Like that. That's probably what it said. Well, I'm trying to leave. Like, don't try to romantically persuade me to stay. And now you see her with this other dude dancing, and they looking all romantic and stuff. And now you jealous. Like you didn't want to be romantic with her, and now you looking jealous. So yeah, that, man, that, that that's crazy. why Letty was doing what she was doing. She was like, I tried to give it to you, but. <laughs> 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 and we end up finding out that Letty didn't, hasn't given it to anybody before. Crazy as hell. So Letty, Letty and what's his name, uh, Tick go upstairs. They bang it out. Two pump, two pumper type shit. But then he finds out that she was a virgin. Or she she says that in a, a later scene, but he finds out that she's a virgin because she was bleeding. So, yeah, she was bleeding, but she lied and said she was she was like, I didn't know my, my period came on. Like I didn't know it was that time of the month. And mm-hmm. I'm like Every female knows when it's that time of the month. So I was like, uh, I don't know yeah. if I believe that, but we'll wait a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, bro. And, I was like, it's the 1950s. She might not have known. I was like, okay, I'll wait. Yeah. And that's something, and that's something I'm gonna bring up, bro. When we talk about hidden messages, that's something that I think is is real foreshadowing moving forward in future episodes, bro. But I'm gonna touch back on that. So they bang it out and talk about the dude that was talking to Tick. I want to go back to him because he was like, Yeah, me and her used to tussle back in the day. So this nigga was capping the whole time, cause obviously she a virgin. This nigga was capping. That nigga got me mad. <laughs> it's always that one dude from the hood. It's always that one dude from the <laughs> neighborhood that you just know. No matter how long you know him in life, he just always gonna lie, like you don't know him. Like <laughs> real deal, bro. That shit got me annoyed. I was like, wow. So she a virgin. So that nigga was lying the whole time. That shit crazy, bro. But I was like, yeah, like you said, niggas do that shit all the time. So I don't know why I was surprised. I was still mad. <laughs> but later on, we see that the white people they put a cross uh, in the and like a driveway in the grass. Burning cross. <laughs> yeah. KKK Burning cross. And they light that bitch up. And it was Some just... real KKK vibes. Yeah. They let that bitch up and they letting them niggas, they letting the Letty and all them know like, y'all niggas need to get out of here. Like, we, we really finna come for y'all ass. And they, everybody standing outside. And Letty, she start to snap. Letty like, fuck the bad ass. She get... let, me just, let me say this now. 
this is my favorite scene out the whole episode. This is your favorite scene? This is my favorite scene. I forgot what song was playing in the background. It was one of my favorite old school songs. Damn, what was playing in the background? Ooh. Ooh. I forgot what was playing in the background, but I've heard it before, like before the episode. I was like, ooh, I know this song. I love this song. And the fact that she went full Jasmine Sullivan, bust the windows out that car. Yeah. (laughs) She bust the windows of all the cars, bust the bricks off all of the horns. Everybody had their shotguns. Tick was like, hey, Shit finna get real, like, let's do this. (laughs) That was so funny to me. That was the best part of the whole episode. Yeah, I fuck with that. And then them niggas had their shotguns in the back ready for some niggas to pop off. They was letting her get her shit off, for real. They was letting Letty get all that off. Yeah, real Black Panther, my Shout shout out to Ruby for being the getaway driver with the weapons as soon as the police pulled up. I was like, yeah, Ruby real, though. I love Ruby. I like Ruby. (laughs) Do I like Ruby? I like Ruby real, bro. Ruby real. She real. I don't know if I like her. I don't know. She's really a very good movie. side character. She's a very good side character. She, she is. But it's like, Letty's my favorite character. And you always getting on Letty. So it's like, I don't know if I like you because you always be getting Letty. <laughs> I, know Letty I know Letty be fucking up, but you always get her ass. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. For good reasons. You always get on her for good reasons, but still, I don't like her. All right. But obviously, everybody was arrested that night, and Letty ended up getting in a, a cop car, and they uh, Obviously, I think everybody drops to uh, the jail. And she's having a conversation with the cop in the back of the truck. And the, the cop basically wants answers. He's asking her. Or she's telling her, like, you don't know you moved into the Winthrop house? Like, that's the Winthrop house. Like, that job been haunted for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was like, okay, what you talking about? He was like, you really don't know what happened in that house, do you? And I was like, yeah. man, he finna unleash the truth. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so he was like, man, eight eight people were found murdered in that under the floorboards, what we were talking about earlier. Eight people were found murdered under there. She, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about this. And she was like, yeah, dude named Epstein was uh experimenting on bodies down there. She was just like, what? I didn't know nothing about this. And before um before that happened, before she even started like giving answers, he was asking her, he was like, how did you get this house? Like, how could you afford this? How could you afford it? Yeah, with your salary. Like, we looked at all your records. Like, we know you don't really work like that. So where did you just get all this money from to get this house? And before she even answered, she refused to answer. That man grabbed hold on the thing, and the other cop started swerving the car, and she and she had cuffs. So she was just being flung around. Like, she was bleeding and all that. I was mm-hmm. like, man, they didn't care if you was a woman or nothing back then. If you black, they finna get answers out of you any way possible. So that that's that right. stuck out me because I'm like, yeah. damn, like it probably used to really be like that back in the day, like. Just and and no it reason. really gave me, and it really gave me. I thought she was gonna get raped back there. Honestly, I was like, it really gave me that type of vibe. Like nobody else. Uh, only reason they didn't give me that kind of vibe because they gave me that kind of vibe. They they was in the police car, like on the road. Like I I just didn't I didn't think that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've seen situations like that, but. Mm-hmm. I ain't I ain't go that far. I was like, she in handcuffs and they on their way to the police station. I don't feel like it would be smart to do that on the police head. Like I don't feel like it would yeah. be smart to do that on the way to the station. Oh so. man. I know it's been done before, but the niggas slip like that. I know it's been done before. Niggas in the back seat. Cause who's gonna believe the 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 black lady screaming that she was raped? Ain't none of the cops gonna believe her. He ain't give me rape vibes though. He just ain't give me rape vibes. He gave he me, gave I'm gonna beat the hell out of you till you give me answer vibes. Like that's the mm. only vibe. So let's let's get background on Winthrop, the Winthrop house. So Horatio Winthrop was a son of Adam. And we talked about the son of Adam in episode two. 
uh, all the bright whites are son of Adam. Uh, Samuel Bright White, who obviously was, uh, who died last episode, he was the son of Adam. So that ba- let me get more background on that. Hold on, I got it in my notes real quick. Okay, here it is. So Horatio Horatio Winthrop didn't like that Titus Bright White was the only person to decipher the Book of Names, and so he stole a couple of pages from the book and made his own version. And we get that update from uh, Christina in the later part of the episode on like the update of Horatio Winthrop. But that's who he is. He is somebody who stole something from the book of names to make his own version of the book so he can have eternal life as well, just like Titus was and people like that until everything started to burn down. All right. So where do, where do we go to after that? Uh, uh, we had the point after Letty was in the car and went to jail and all that. We go to the next day, basically. And this is when Letty accidentally tells Ruby about her mom. Because yeah, they're the house out at this point. Like, Letty's mm-hmm. like, hey, everybody got to leave. Like, we, we just, we got to go. We got to get out of this house, basically. Mm-hmm. And her sister was like, why you, why you kidding everybody out? Like, why everybody got to leave type shit? They, they had all them bills to pay. Like, they just set up yeah. like, plans to get stuff fixed in the house. She was like, we got people coming to do this to the house and renovating stuff. Are you trying to move out? Like, how are we going to pay these people? Letty slipped up and was like, don't worry, mama, I still got money left over from mama. And she stopped and she was like, whoa, I wasn't supposed to say that. I was like, oh, damn, Letty. Like, I thought she was the lotto for real. <laughs> bro, something just didn't feel right about that story, bro. Niggas winning the lottery? This was like the last 20 minutes of the episode. So I'm thinking she's, telling, she's still telling the truth up to this point. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody pointing her lie out yet. So I was like, maybe she did hit the lotto. But even when she said lottery, bro, it just still didn't make sense. Like, niggas winning the lottery back then? It's like, damn, I didn't even know the lottery was the money, back like, then. Not only did they win it, but, like, they actually got the money. Like, <laughs> wow, That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, so soon it's only been three weeks in between episode two and episode three. So you got your money. You won the lottery all in the span of three weeks? This shit just didn't add up at all to me, bro. But I was still riding along with it because it was the show. So I was like, all right, cool. But obviously she tells her that she got it. But... The mother of Letty didn't have any money. That's what Ruby said. She's like, mama didn't have no money. So how she gave you money and she ain't give me or my, your brother no money? And we the one who actually took care of her and went to her funeral. So why are you getting the money? She was like, I don't know why she gave me money and shit like that. So Ruby obviously mad. So she take off. Ruby like, I ain't messing with you no more, man. You always uh, want to charm your way through life type shit and you don't want to take care of your family. But we find out how she got that money later on in the episode. Next scene was she does research on the house. That was yeah. the scene. Go- she, went, she went to like a restaurant and she was doing research. Let me just say this. And go yeah, go into that, bro. I, I feel like back in the day, they I feel like a lot of people back then are smarter than the people of generations today because even though we have all this technology, the fact that everything is so easily accessible it doesn't give us the drive to actually research and look up and read stuff. Back then, if you didn't read everything, you were never going to know anything. Nowadays, it's like at the tap of a button, you can get the exact quote that you need. You don't have to read the whole page to get a quote that you need. Like, so the fact that Letty had newspapers, articles, books, like laid out all open everywhere, she magnifying and she looking at everything. I'm like, damn, like imagine having to do like, you in college and you gotta write a thousand word paper and you gotta have like ten sources. Like imagine having to open up all them sources and read all them <laughs> yeah. sources. 
So I just want to shout that out. Like doing research back then was hard as hell, but she was on. Um, she was researching about those. I think I skipped the part, bro. I th- actually think I skipped the part because you remember when she was in the basement, bro. And she had some pictures hanging up. You remember that scene? And it looked like oh, that was after. That was after she. Um, oh wait, no, no, that was before. That, that, that was, was that was before. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember what exactly was happening. But she was like, she was looking at the pictures and she was seeing something. It was almost like a line on the pictures. It looked like to the viewer, it looked like a line on the pictures. And she started to put the pictures on the ground, and it became a face. Yeah, it became a face, and it was like, get out of my house, or some shit that the face had said. Was that yeah. I think that I'm was... I don't remember right now. That was after she went to jail. I think that might have been right before she talked to Ruby. I feel like that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I remember that scene was was definitely in there somewhere. In there. And it was like Epstein, basically, the scientist Epstein was telling her to get out of my house. It was like his ghost figure was telling her to get out of the house. So now we get into your scene, bro. So dive into that scene. Yeah, she had the diner. She researched about the Winthorps and all that stuff and the history behind that on the house and everything. And she finds out, like like Quincy said earlier, the doctor that stayed in that house, uh, what was his last name, Epstein or something like that? Yeah, Epstein. Hiram Epstein. Hiram Epstein. Hiram Epstein. He was experimenting on black people. Like, and this isn't the first time that like some white scientists were experimenting on black people. This is just a scenario in the movie that probably has historical content that we just don't know about or ain't researched yet. But mm. he was experimenting on black people and it was these eight black people that were found underneath the house that that were left over, like once he left. Uh, he was like putting different parts on different people's bodies and like he was just doing a bunch of crazy shit to them. So mm. it comes to the table and he sees that she's researching, and she's like, my house is haunted. He believes her automatically, because it's like all the shit we done been through. I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. laying on me, like, what, what's been going on? <laughs> and then she shows him all the pictures that she took when they were moving in. Everybody's face that she took a picture of, it was blurred. And on the opposite side of their face, you could see the face of the people who were in the house being experimented on. And she researched all those people. So I was like, damn, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was better me. So, yeah, we get that. And then we also get, that's the part when she actually tells Atticus that she was a virgin. That was my first time. Because remember after after they actually had sex in that scene, he just he just put on his pants. He left. And she started crying because she like, yeah, this thing ain't showing me no love. This is my first time. It wasn't no, nothing special. Like, it wasn't nothing special to him. And then, like, when she tells him at the table, she like, Damn, I really treated you like it was real deal, a hoe. And like the perception I had of her was that she was somebody who got around. That was the perception yeah. they were giving off. I got that impression from her, but mm-hmm. I never like I knew that wasn't what Letty was. It's like mm-hmm. I just know you going from city to city, like you living, you growing, you getting older and just trying to find your place. So obviously you have sex throughout that time. That's what I'm thinking. That's what mm-hmm. I'm assuming with her character. So I was with you on that. I was like, she probably had sex for her period. That's why I thought it really was her period. Even though I felt like she was lying, I was like, it might have been her period. But when she mm-hmm. told him that she was a virgin, he he did feel sorry. He was like, oh, damn. Like, I never would have just walked away from you, like, if I knew that was your first time. Like, I wouldn't even try to do that in that mm-hmm. type of way. She was like, no, it's fine. Like, the, the moment was great. Like, it wasn't yeah. anything bad. It's just... I just, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I needed it. I needed it. Everything that's going on, I needed it. Yeah, she was like, I needed that. But at the same time, 
that was just a weird way to lose it. <laughs> yeah, like, it definitely, definitely was, bro. But it's uh, and this is the question I want to bring up to you, bro, because everything has religious, religious factors in this show to me. Because last last week I told you, and you you tried you tried to curb me last week, bro. I told you about that scene where he was old boy Sam was getting his liver taken out. He was getting his liver taken out. I was telling you that has something to do with Adam giving up his rib rib to get Eve. And nobody ate Adam's rib. That's what nobody ate it, but it still has something to do with it. It still has not a correlation. They were trying to get everlasting life. They were trying to get something from it. Adam was Adam was trying to get Eve, and Sam was trying to get everlasting life. So he gave up his rib. Adam gave up, or Adam gave up his rib. Sam gave up his liver. So they all gave up something to get something at the end of obviously what they were trying to get to. So I'm telling you, bro, that, that was it. I don't know. I still don't see the correlation. Sorry, <laughs> right, bro. But still, with this show, I still think, like, everything religion. They go everything of Bible. I saw we always talking about son of Adam. So do you think with that sex scene, I'm pretty sure he nutted at her. Do you think he's passing on the, the Braithwaite blood? Atticus? Passing on the Braithwaite blood? About to have a son? I don't know. It's too early. It's too you think early. it's too early, bro? Because I don't think they threw that scene in there for nothing, bro. I don't think they threw I that. I mean, I feel like they threw that scene in there because we we know they like each other at this point. So I I knew a sex scene was coming eventually. Because before the before the episode even started, like in the in the corner, you know, it showed the rating of the show, like NSA violence, like gore, nudity, all that. As soon as I seen nudity, I was like, they're gonna have sex. That that's automatic. I knew that was gonna happen automatically. This is what I want to say as well. Got to feel romantic content throughout the series, so I wasn't surprised. And this is why I brought up religion because Virgin Mary and Virgin Letty have a son and passing on blood, and that's why I keep throwing in the religion factor. I think it's going to have something to do with this as well because they're passing on. Virgin Mary can't count, huh? Virgin Mary didn't have sex. Letty had sex. She did it, but she was a virgin though, and niggas thought she got around too. That was exceptional. That's not the same. Like Virgin Mary, like the story of Virgin Mary is she literally never got touched, never had sex. Letty literally just had sex. So you can't But you're you're thinking in literal terms, bro. I'm not thinking in literal terms. I'm just saying, like, looking at the things side by side, they have similarities, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying side by side, each is each is the same thing. Just like the Adam and Adam and Sam comparison, it's not the same exact thing, but there's similarities there that I can see like. Oh, I see what they're trying to do with that scene. Okay. That's why yeah, I think the same thing with the same thing with this. Like, yeah, obviously Mary didn't have sex, but its similarities, that's why they threw the virgin factor in there. Because that was that was a real weird fact to me, bro. Like you just randomly throwing in that she a virgin? Like that has to mean something at the at the end, bro. And that's what I think they were trying to play on. Uh that same uh Virgin Mary. I can see that. Okay, so after that scene, bro, I think that's when we get the witch doctor. Is that when we get the witch doctor? So you can dive into that scene a little bit. When uh, uh, the witch doctor scene was when, yeah, that was after she talked to Tick and they got she gave him all the information on what was happening, and mm-hmm. it was uh oh back to the fact um before we get into the the goat lady, the policeman that we were talking about how they were helping Doctor Epstein, there was a lead investigator. For um for those cases of missing black people throughout the um south or from wherever they were getting those people from and delivering them to the house, so that's why the policeman was involved. Like, cause if you've seen in the episode, he was taking pictures with Dr. Epstein and stuff. So that was a time. That's crazy, bro. Like, 
you literally had investigators and policemen just kidnapping or finding missing black people and shipping them off to a doctor at a house mm -hmm. on the north where or midwest however that nobody you'll never see them again and they're just getting experimented on i was just about to say they're, they're not even shipping them they're literally taking them kidnapping them from their the south side of chicago and taking them to the north side to this random house bro and that's how they're doing it bro so yeah, like you said, it was definitely crazy. Yeah, that jump was crazy. But they um after that, all that was explained, uh, she got this voodoo. I think she was a voodoo lady or a woo, a woo lady, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. And she got the goat. I, I had a feeling she was going to slit the goat throat. I don't know why I sat there and watched that. <laughs> that's how it grossed me out. I was like, oh, my God. But um, she had got the goat lady to come, like, bless the house and, like, talk to the spirits and stuff like that. So she slit the goat throat, put blood around the door she put blood on letty and tick foreheads and they went into the basement and when they went into the basement area where dr epstein did his experiments they held hands in the circle and she was talking to the spirits trying to bring them up and like get them out of the house so once that what happened after that once that happened uh that's when the them boys time, come in at the same time the the three men the three white men that put the cars out in front of the house they went in the house with bats like we we finna saw this like we basically finna kill these niggas like mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so since the police ain't do that and we finna do yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> they going in the house around the same time that they're in the basement whole time that they in the basement the the lady like she trying to contact the spirits everything in the house starts in, in the basement starts spinning and like it's some real paranormal activity exorcist type stuff going on and then upstairs, the white men, they walking around the house looking for them. They being attacked by uh by the spirits, the black people's spirits, who I don't even know if they spirits really. So what do you want to say? Uh, yeah, so what do you want to say? Uh they were spirits. They were spirits. They count because of the spirit. Yeah, spirits. Yeah, do you got bad spirits and good spirits? I don't really yeah. know if the spirits were bad or good, but um yeah. They were just they were just fed up, bro, because they were just locked down there for so long, bro. So they everyone who moved in, they were trying to move out. Like they had good intentions with everything they did, but they were just like they just came off as like the enemy in this episode. And they um they ended up killing all three of those white men who were in there. And we didn't see that until like later in the episode. We just knew they like they got trapped and they were missing for like the last 10 to 15 minutes of the episode. And that has something to do with what we see in the title screen. Because in the title screen, it said that three men were killed and never to be found again. We, I assumed that it was black people that were killed. I just assumed. Uh, but we find out that it was three white men that were killed inside of that house, never to be seen again. So, yeah, that was crazy how they played on that, bro. Yeah. And um, what, what happened after that? Oh, you that's, when, that's like, when... Yeah, you start seeing the, um, the bodies of the people who were experimented on and stuff. It was a whole... It was a swole athletic black dude with a baby head like yeah. from the experiments like of the body parts being switched stuff like that. i was like bro this shit that shit was crazy <laughs> that shit was crazy and um it was this other type of people it was uh, a black lady with um with like her arms cut off and stuff it was, it was like eight different people and it gets to the point where we're in the basement again. The white people have disappeared now from the spirits messing with them, and they're back in the basement again. And the sprinklers, the, the fire alarm sprinkler system go off, and they let go of each other. Once they let go of each other, the woo lady, she gets taken over. Like, she gets possessed. 
I don't know what spirit possessed. It was Epstein. I think it was the Epstein. Epstein spirit. had came back up. Epstein had came back up, and he was like, "Get out of my house!" Yeah. And he he was like, "Get out of my house! Get the hell out, bitch! Get out of my house!" That was the funniest part. He was like, "Yeah, it was." It was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? "It was." <laughs> and then he uh, she was trying to kill Tick, and then I think Letty ended up talking the spirit out of her, but then the spirit went straight into Tick, mm-hmm. and then that's when Tick started walking towards her, and he was like, "Bitch, get out!" Bitch, get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious, bro. <laughs> I was like, this is too funny, dog. I'm trying not to laugh. That uh, shit was hilarious. Then that's when um they uh she started saying the chant, the the Creole chant that um mm-hmm. the blue lady was saying. And mm-hmm. that's when the spirits that were killed by Epstein came in the room and surrounded Tick. Well, Tick's body, who was being possessed at that point. They she held hands with all the victims who were experimented on, and then you see their dead bodies transform back into the normal bodies that they had before that happened. And then yeah. the Epstein body, like, did he get turned to stone? Oh, did he get turned to stone? It was like stone or dust or something. Yeah, like it that. was dust. I was dust. Robin. Remember in uh Infinity War and Endgame, like when they when they faded away? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like okay, he kind of yeah, died yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Or his spirit. That's kind of his spirit died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, they, they she had said all of their names. I think that's how all of them had came in the room because she, yeah, was, she said all their names. Yeah, I forgot all of their names, but she had said, uh, Letty had said all their names and they all had came in holding each other hand to get the, the spirit out of Tick and things like that. The spirit eventually came out like you just said, it just faded away like that. And he already said the, uh, the white supremacist scene. I think this this is the Christina. Now we're at Christina. I think we're at Christina. So everybody thinking everything was cool at this point. Yeah, and then I think the episode about over like everything good, everybody yeah. out the house, everything back to normal at this point. So yeah, so everybody, everybody cooling, bro. I think uh Tick was just walking down the street and he seen the silver car and he seen Christina walking into like a realtor, uh realtor office. Yeah. Like, what the hell going on? So we see we just see Christina like Buying, uh, she's talking to something. I think she bought something out. What did she buy? I forgot what she bought. I don't even think they said what she bought. Like, I think he just walked in, like, in the middle of their conversation or something like that. I think that was it. If she, she said, she had to bought something in there. If she said something, I probably just missed it. I don't think I heard her say anything. Mm, interesting, but yeah, uh, Tick ended up walking in there. She's ending up, she's finishing talking to the realtor, so she obviously. Was going to talk to Tick. Like, what? What? Tick was like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Like, I thought I was done with the type shit. And she was like, "Yeah, I came back." What did she say, bro? What, what is everything that she said? She said a lot in her little soliloquy. Damn. Oh, uh, what else she said? What she said? She was basically like explaining the whole Winthorpe connection to how Letty got did. her money. And That's Tick said did. that he was like, he was like, I caught on to the fact that that money didn't never came from her mom. And I was, I was like, how did Tick peep that? Like, cause I never, I never would have thought that Christina had anything to do with that. But Tick was making it sound like I low key peeped that you had something to do with that. And I was like, what? Like, where was the connection with her? Like, I didn't see any connection to Christina this whole episode. So yeah, yeah, bro. So obviously, yeah, like I just said, she giving up the Winthrop, everything about the Winthrop house, and she starts to talk about her plans and how her father died. Oh no, she didn't talk about how her father died. But this is something that I heard about while looking up this episode. 
Bro, do you remember the ring that Christina gave Atticus in episode two, bro? Right. That was, that is how Sam died. That's how Sam died during the whole ritual. That's how he died. And you remember, like, it was like a black dust coming out of the ring. Yeah. You see, like, his grandma or his great-great-grandma in, like, the back. They said the black stuff that was coming out of the ring was messing up the whole ritual. And that's how everything turned into stone. And that's how he died. And they said Christina was, like, the mastermind of the whole plan. So we thought Sam was the mastermind, but Christina was plotting all of this shit at the same time. So if Sam would have had the ring on, he would have been okay. He would have stayed alive. Whoa. Because, because they said Sam had to take off the ring to get into the Garden of Eden because he said, because you remember she had said something about invulnerability or some shit like that she was talking about with her father. She was like, he had to take the ring off so he would have uh, no, uh, he would be vulnerable in that moment so he can get into yeah. the So she gave that ring to Tick. And that's and that nigga Tick messed up the whole thing by putting on that ring, bro. He didn't even know it at that time, but that's how he did it, though. And remember, we was asking that question last week. He was like, how the hell did he die? How did he turn into stone? It just didn't make sense. But the ring was the reason how everybody turned to stone. And Christina was mastermind, bro. And, and do you so do you still feel Christina's gonna be the op, bro? Because I remember last week you were talking about you don't know. I don't, bro. Christina doesn't give me main villain vibes. Like she gives me. Like, like I said last time, it's like she's that character where it's like she does bad shit, but then she might do some good shit later and you'd be like, whoa, I ain't expect Christina to do that. Like, she's that type of character. She's the type of character that's real on the fence. Like, you never know what she going to do next. But this is the thing I would say about Christina, bro. She does shit that looks, quote unquote, looks good, but ends up turning bad in the future scenario. Bro. Just like when she gave, uh, what's the name, them back their memories. And they was going through it in their rooms, but she locked everybody in their rooms like they couldn't get out. Like, she has evil intentions yeah. behind everything that she does, bro. It may look good at face value, but everything is like a plot that goes but on. But you still, you got to remember, bro, in episode two, what did she tell Tick? You might want to try and make some friends, because so far, all you're making is enemies since you got in this house. I don't feel like she offered friendship to him for no reason. I don't feel like she offered that for no reason. That's why I feel like she's kind of like, plus, she could have she killed Tick at that moment. She can do whatever she wants to Tick. She needs Tick. She uh, needs Tick, though. That's why she doesn't kill Tick. She needs him. But still, she could kill anybody around him. She could do whatever she wants to manipulate Tick and make him do whatever. But the fact that, like, she's taking her time and giving Tick a chance to, like, play along, basically, and do what she's asking and stuff like that. Like, and the fact that she's doing favors for him sometimes, like, like take give their memories back and stuff like that. The fact that she's helping sometimes, that's why I feel like she's not going to be, she's not going to be the main villain. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel being a main villain. I think she's going to be the main villain, but I rock with Christina at the same time, though. She, oh, yeah, she's one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, she definitely top two, bro. She's like a real smooth criminal in everything she does, bro. She doesn't yeah. like no. She's like she's like more mindful than actually doing action shit. She's like she thinks everything ahead, and that's the, and those are the one. Those are the people and those are the villains that I actually love in everything that I watch. Bro. I love the, the villains that actually think before they do things. And I I love the way this episode ended because it's like when Tick went in there, he closed all the blinds. Like Christina asked the real to do, like you can go ahead and go. Like you might not want to be here when this happens. And I'm like, damn, what's gonna happen? Tick pulled out his gun on her, and she froze his body. Like, he couldn't pull the trigger. He couldn't move or nothing. He just stood there. 
And that's when she gave her whole monologue on the Sons of Adam and the Winthorpe situation and how all of this is connected to him and, like, what needs to happen in the near future and stuff like that. And then she opened up all the blinds. She unfroze his body. And she she said like, the coldest shit ever. She said she was like, ever. She was like, Tick, you're smarter than this. You know you can't just go around killing white women, right? Oh, was, oh my God. God. I was like, she cold. That, that, was, that was the part, bro. I was like, you can't. You can't do that. Like, you can't just go around. <laughs> that was, bro, even though that's hella true, bro, every, that's like every, that's common sense. It was so cold the way she said it, though, my nigga. And then she put the little, uh, the little card in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, cold, like, bro. you know you can't go around killing a white woman, right? And I was like, damn, she cold, dog. She too cold. And that, bro, that's what I text you. That's what I was like, bro. Christina, one of my favorite characters. Though. After I seen that scene, I was like, she's so fucking cold for that, bro. And then it went black. Like, that was the end of the episode. I was like, damn, that's a cold way to end it. That's a cold way to end it. Was that the end? That was, it. Remember in, that was the end? Okay, because you remember in her... Yeah. Remember in her monologue, she had said something about uh, the son of Adams in the Winthrop house. And she said it was something that she needed that was in like a booby trap vault. It was, um, it was what you call this, uh, the pages. Yeah, it was, it was the pages. It was uh, Winthrop's pages that were hidden in like a booby trap vault. And she mm -hmm. was, I need that. And I think it's in Letty's house that she's in right now. And that's what we see in the last scene. I think it was the last scene. Because Letty was getting interviewed by somebody. And she was, yeah, I heard three bodies were uh, never found again in this neighborhood, some shit like that. She was like, have you ever seen them? She was like, and Letty was like, I didn't even know anybody was missing. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And then we get a, then we get a shot of like it going down like the floor. Yeah, because they had got out the elevator and then the closed door, you see the elevator go all the way down to the bottom of the house. And then you see the three white bodies of the men who came trying to kill them. You see their three bodies dead. And then you see a whole cave like full of skulls and bones and everything. And you just sit there and think, damn, how many people have died in this house? Like, or how many people were experimented on and just never found and stuff like that? I was like, damn. And that's something, bro, I think is going to be, I don't think they showed that for no reason. That tunnel is going to play a big part in future episodes, bro. I think it's in, it's in that tunnel somewhere. I think they're going to have to find a key or some shit to get inside the vault. Because like I said, it's booby trap now. You can't go down there just willy-nilly. It's booby trap. But I think that's why they showed us the tunnel and showed us, like, this is probably how you're going to have to get there. And yeah, bro, that, shit, yeah. That, that shit was crazy as hell. But what were some hidden messages that we didn't talk about? I feel like we talked about everything. But what were some hidden messages or hidden ads, bro, that you've seen throughout that episode? Any Easter eggs? Other than the Emmett Till thing and the, uh, what was the other one that you talked about? Oh, the... Damn, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, the stones being thrown at the the black person's house that moved into the white community. Oh, Trumbull Park. Trumbull Park. Other than that one and the Emmett Till one, uh, I didn't really see any hidden messages or Easter eggs, really. Other than those two, I didn't really see nothing. Plus, how I talked about with the um experimenting on black people, like that just that plays a part in like showing how white people actually did that back in the day. So mm -hmm. crazy, bro. Yeah, we talked about we talked about everything, bro. We do we do them into everything, bro. So I ain't really got no hidden. We came we came with our own theory, bro. I'm real, I'm yeah, real. we came with a whole theory. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. But uh, who are your favorite characters, bro? We three episodes in, bro. So who are your favorite characters so far? 
Uh, my favorite three characters, Letty, number one. Letty's my favorite character because she's just, I don't know. I know she real slick with how she do everything, but I just love her acting. Like, her acting is top tier. Uh, Journey Smollett, like, I just really love her acting. Um, and I feel like she's going to have the biggest character development throughout the entire show. Uh, Christina, that's my second favorite character because she's just so cold with everything. And she, the fact that she's on the fence of good and evil right now, I love how she's playing that on the fence role. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're my top two. I don't know if I got a third favorite character yet. Yeah. Mom first is probably Christina. Like I said, she's so cold, bro. And before Uncle George died, I was fucking with Uncle George, even though I knew he wasn't going to be in the series long. I was fucking with Uncle George. But my second will probably be Letty, though. I, I love Letty, bro. And she deserves more flowers, bro. Journey Spillette deserves more flowers for her acting, bro. You hit it right on the head. I seen a tweet about that last night, too. It was real funny. Um, and what do you expect for next episode, bro? So we, we looked at the trailer. It looked... What was it? Uh, trailer, the trailer. What was the trailer for next episode? Uh, the trailer was... Damn, I watched it, too. Uh, I watched it twice, and I still can't remember that. It one. looks like they're going on a, a bunch of different... Not ah, they try, they trying to find something. It's like it was like in a rat race type shit. Yeah, it's like they on a rat they in a rat race trying to find something and like Letty was swimming underwater trying to grab something and like it, it's like they each are going to be in different scenarios where they have to go through a life-threatening experience to find something. So I feel yeah. like it's going to be some treasure hunting type shit for the next yeah. episode. Because I think they're all trying to get some type of key to get into that booby trap vault so they can get the pages and obviously hold the key to their own destiny. And it also- I, I think we're gonna start seeing Ruby a lot more too. I feel like next uh, episode we're gonna be involved way more. Yeah, she, pro she probably is though, she probably is. I ain't got no beef for Ruby. And uh, it looks like Dee and Diane was going somewhere in the, in the trailer too. I don't know if they were leaving town or what they were doing, but it looked like they were leaving to go somewhere, bro. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with those two characters, bro. Because I don't know if they're leaving Chicago for good, but it did look like that in the, in the trailer, bro. So, so I don't know. But yeah, episode three was definitely a good one, bro. Probably my... Dan, how would you rank the episode so far? Uh, i say episode three is my favorite right now. And then episode one and episode two. Mm. I'll go episode one. Episode, I'm still tripping on that damn that intro scene, bro. That intro scene is just so damn crazy. So episode one, episode three, and then episode two, bro. I just I just put so much weight in that intro scene because like I said, I knew nothing about this show coming up. <laughs> actually watching this shit. I didn't read the books, I didn't do none of that. So just seeing that scene, that opening scene, and we didn't even talk about the Jackie Robinson aspect of that scene, how Jackie Robinson was implemented. He had hit the, one of the monsters over the head. How he was like daydreaming over that shit. Like we didn't even talk about that. Shit. Yeah, I feel like that played that played a big part because it's like black athletes were deemed as superheroes around that time. Like black historical figures, like you were you were the superheroes. You were the Black Panthers. Like R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman, by the way. Damn, yeah. R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. to um uh Cliff uh Cliff Robinson. Mm. Uh who else died? It was somebody else. That John died. Thompson. Yeah. RIP to everybody over the past week who's passed away. Um, but yeah, black black athletes and 
political figures, like they were superheroes around that time. So I feel like that's why Tick seen him being like the alien slayer in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So yeah, episode one, three, and two, and what you said, three, two, one, or three, one, two? Uh, three, one, two. Yeah. Three, one, two. Yeah, man. But it's definitely a good show, bro. Obviously, we're gonna keep y'all keep y'all in tune with it. I hope y'all liking these. Definitely let us know on Twitter or on YouTube, man. How y'all liking these so far, man? We definitely liking the feedback we've been getting, bro. So we're gonna keep pushing them out for y'all. But Edgar, you know what the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and Sign E Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Q&E Podcast. Click the notification bell and hit all so that way you can see anytime we drop new episodes. Our email, Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, concerns, fan email. Like, we'll get back to you as soon as possible at any time. Uh, Quincy's Twitter is Q underscore Hicks 3. Mine is Edgar Martin 97. Quincy's Instagram, Q Hicks Production. Mine, Edgar Martin Official. And you can them with the platforms. Yes. Obviously, subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. What we at? Uh, iHeartRadio, man. Subscribe to all the ones that we're on right now. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're definitely there. So definitely subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar. I'm the first name that pops up. Definitely go and subscribe, man. I dropped three videos on the NBA draft. I think it was Killian Hayes, Devin Vassil, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton. So definitely go check those out. If y'all interested in the NBA draft and some of the prospects, but we appreciate y'all for listening and we out.